Hey, this is H1, and yes, sir. Yes, sir, we're going to be running it back with another episode. I'm glad that you can be here. And you know what? We're just going to get straight to it. First of all, we are going to be talking about distractions in a chess game. And I know I had my first distraction episode called Attractions of Being Attracted to the Person that You're Facing. But now we're on a different segment. We're going to be talking about the distractions that come from your opponent. And this one is more common because there are more distractions that come. I have um, I have memories of just distractions from my opponent, just experiences. It's just insane how many distractions I can think of just at this moment. Wow. 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 I cannot wait to get into this. And plus, I'm, I'm going to be talking about my, my own experience, and I'm going to give out some ways for you not to be distracted at an actual chess game. If you're at a chess tournament, how not to be distracted, how not to sway left and right, and just do not let go of that concentration at the chessboard. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Because we just started this third season with the banger the last episode. Let's get at it again with learning how to handle distractions from our opponent. And if you do not know, I do have an Instagram called H1Chess. I do have a Facebook called Chess Knowledge with H1 with a group that is popping right now with um, chess puzzles and chess other chess stuff. And everybody's like learning together. It's pretty cool. And I have a YouTube channel called Chess Knowledge with H1. I do have a Twitter I do not use my Twitter at all. So let's learn about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding here today. Let's be present as this world goes down. You know, okay, okay, cut it out. Let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First of all, I would just like to start this out in saying the common distractions that come from a chess game, that come from chess tournaments and, and chess clubs too. It can come from many other times. Just It just depends on the location of where you're playing the chess game. And the H1 is going to deliver it today, right now. H1 is going to go in. Your boy is here. So the three main common distractions that we're going to be talking about that comes from our opponent deals with the smell, the sound, and the sight. So basically, almost all of your um, senses, because it, it can't deal with the taste unless you're moving the chessboard with your mouth for some reason. And like, can, can you quit that? Why are you moving the chessboard with your mouth? Ugh. 
six feet away, bro. That, that's the thing that I'm focused on. You being six feet away when you're moving the chess pieces with your mouth. Get the tournament director. Get, get this person out of here. I don't want to play them anymore. But anyway, first of all, let's talk about smell. So how can smell be a distraction from your opponent? Well, your opponent might not have took care of themselves that day. So they might have underarm smell or they might have a smell of just not showering for weeks on end because I have played opponents that smell really bad that has that that need not only a shower but they need to be sprayed they need to be just they need to just stay in water for a couple days I've had opponents that stuck up the whole room and everybody smelled them and they did not care I wonder is there a rule on that like you have to smell you you have to have your hygiene up. You should just have your hygiene up, right? There there should be a rule that the tournament director be like, nah, you can't play in this tournament anymore because your hygiene is not up. But I I don't know. Text me on a comment. Text me on that. Um, DM me if there is a rule on that because I would like to know. I've had opponents like that and they have never dealt with that. And I've had opponents that smelled like possums. Um, raccoons, just any other animal that just stinks. I've had opponents smell like that. And I've, I even had an opponent that took off their shoes during a chess tournament. Why are you allowed to take off your shoes during a chess tournament? And why would you take off your shoes if you know that you haven't washed those socks or washed your feet in days? Why am I smelling corn on your toes, bro? wash those (sighs) but I've experienced it and that's why I'm talking about it now let's get to the next one sound the sound that comes from your opponent I've had opponents that ate potato chips right in front of me the loudest thing that they could eat they ate in front of me potato chips what possessed you to eat potato chips in a quiet chess tournament or any in any chess setting, what possess you to eat potato chips? I'm trying to think my moves out, and I've got this variation that might be winning, but all in, all I hear in the other ear is just a crunch of potato chips. Why? Eat a granola bar. Eat something that is silent. Why the loudest thing? And then people, when they eat, they don't know to close their mouth when they're eating. They they eat wide open, and then you can actually hear it more than if you just ate it normally. I will never get that. I've had an opponent that music was blasting through their earpods, through their um earbuds. I've had an opponent that was listening to like hardcore rock music, and it's insane because. He didn't know that I can hear the music. And that just gets me guessing how. So you just think that, you, OK, you have the music on blast. You have the music blasting because you have to have the music blasting. If you, somebody in front of you that's already like four feet apart from you on the other side of the chessboard can hear. It. And so I had to tap my opponent or like snap at him to make sure that they know that their music is super loud and then they're like oh okay and then 
during the chess game, they turn their music back up because they can't hear it. But then I have to remind them again, hey, turn it off. You're already losing the board, but like, not, I still need the focus to beat you. <laughs> Why? Why do people do that? I had a really strong opponent. He was, he was really old. I, I think something was going on health wise, and I feel sorry about this. But I've had healthy opponents do this too, so it's okay. Um, the older opponent, he was about 18, 1900, and he was he was a really strong opponent. But man, if your opponent coughs or sniffs through the whole entire game, it's super annoying. It might, if it's a health problem that you're dealing with, I am super sorry. But if it's not, and I'm playing a chess game, and I'm trying to think out variations, and you cough every five seconds or sniff, you keep on sniffing. I'd rather you just get done with the problem, go to the bathroom, just blow your nose, and then come back if you're really sick. But I guess you can't do that now since we're in a stupid pandemic. If you're really sick, I don't want to be playing you at all. But before those times, if you're if you have if you're sick, if you got a cold, I, I'll make sure that I wash my hands after the chest game. Just just make sure you take care of that nose. Stop the nose from oozing out stuff, and stop sniffing it. Or I've oh my goodness, I've played somebody, and I was when I'm teaching kids too. They they're sick clearly and they sniff right they keep on sniffing and then after they're done sniffing once they're completely done with sniffing it they just be like okay i'm just gonna sniff it in all the way and then they sniff it and then it makes this nasty gulp sound oh my gosh that is so disgusting and i'm i didn't want y'all to know this about h1 but I'm somewhat of a germaphobe. I'm not bad as Mr. Monk, but I'm so bad where if somebody does something disgusting like that during the dinner table, I will stop eating. Feel bad for me because I have a daughter right now. Now that I have a daughter, it kind of feels, I don't know, like it's it's my own, so it's okay. But it's, But if somebody else does that, I'm just not okay with it. It's not something you should be doing at a dinner table. Um, Okay, let's go with the last one. Sight. The sight of seeing stuff. Your opponent doing something. Have you ever had an opponent? And I'm speaking to you, the one that is listening. Have you ever had an opponent that stared directly at you while you was doing your turn? While you was thinking about your turn? I have at a chess tournament I have and it is very weird and creepy I kind (laughs) of I'm I'm at this like mindset now where trying to become comfortable with the uncomfortable so if that ever happens to me again I know exactly what I want to do I'm just going to stare at them back and just make it completely awkward so it's my turn and I'm staring at them and they're staring at me but on a serious on a <laughs> on a serious note, speaking on this point, don't do that. It's best to just stare at the board. Why are you staring at me? It's really, I guess it's not rude, but it's really frustrating. 
and then and then you're acting like your opponent don't see you. Like you have peripheral vision. I can see you looking at me why I'm thinking about the game. <laughs> Stop. Is is really weird. Don't do it. It creeps you. If and then if you're just trying to figure out what to look at, just look at the board. You shouldn't even have a moment where you're not looking at the board or not thinking about stuff what you should be doing on your next move. You should just be concentrating on the board. The next thing that deals with sight is your opponent gets up from their chair. Um, like when your opponent gets up from their chair and then looks from your side of the board. And let me just tell you, this is allowed for some reason. Your opponent can do this. They can get up from their chair. And this is at USCF rated tournaments. They can get up from their chair and look on your side of the board. You wondering why I know this? Because I had an opponent do this to me personally. Personally, on an important chess tournament in my high school years, I had an opponent do this. They not only went behind me and and looked at my side of the board, but they like bent down. They bent down and got closer to me, like too close for comfort. It was kind of odd thinking about moves at that moment, but I still just, I was just comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> and now that I'm grown up, I, I would have did things a lot differently. Have you ever had that moment where you're like, dang, why did I do that then? I could have made it more funny, like The Office or something. I could have did that way differently. Why was I such an awkward teenager? It, it sucks, but when you grow, even when you're a grown adult, you're like, well, that, dang it, I could have did that differently. I had somebody do that to me, kind of knocked me off my game just a little bit, but I, I was still thinking through it, just concentrating on the board. When I got into my teenager years, my high school years, I started not caring what my opponent was doing after that moment. After you experience so many tournaments, after you get that experience in, you start just not caring. <laughs> oh, another experience. One time I had an opponent go for about 15 to 30 minutes using their hour long clock and they got McDonald's right across the street and then came back to the tournament with a McChicken. Yes, with a McChicken and McDoubles. I've had that happen to me. I still don't know how that's allowed, but it was allowed at the tournament that I attended. Well, and this is the last one for the site. You even might have an opponent that is not dressed properly to, to be out in public or at a chess tournament. Like, why are you dressed like that? Why do you have a, a tank top on with some pajamas and flip flops? What the what the heck is going on? <laughs> like, why are you dressed like that? And I don't got no problem problems with dressing like that. If you're dressed like that and you're like the cleanest person, that's all good. If you have good hygiene and you're dressed like that and you got some joggers on and like a, a cool shirt on, yeah, that's that's cool. And some sandals, that's cool. That's the style now. I get it. I do the exact same thing. I, I'm good. I be swagging out. Nobody used the word swag anymore. What's what's the word nowadays? Uh, 
it's not swag. I, I, I got the yeah, I get the same drip too. I get the same drip in, in 2021. But uh, yeah, when you're not dressed properly and then you have a hygiene problem that goes along with it, and then you're coughing and sneezing along with that, oh my goodness. It just makes me mad, you know? It just makes me mad that there are people out there like that. (laughs) I don't get it. I do not get it. And those are the three things that can come from your opponent from me, from my experiences of smell, sound, and sight. This is the waiting room segment, Chess History by H1. And the person we're going to be talking about today is Jose Raul Capablanca. Capablanca was a chess prodigy, widely renowned for his exceptional endgame skill and speed of play. He was born November 19, 1888 in Havana, Cuba. He was the world champion, the world chess champion from 1921 to 1927. He died on March 8, 1942 in New York. H1 is here, and we're about to get down to business, okay? H1 is about to present to you three ways on how not to be distracted by your opponent. Three ways by H1, H1, three ways by him. Yes. Man, I wish I would have had these ways when I was younger, you know, going to tournaments, playing other people, but I didn't. But I'm able to share it with you beautiful people. And yes, I'm going to be bold and just say that each and every one of you is beautiful and smart. Compliment by H1. Hopefully you said thank you. That's the gentle thing to do. That's a a complimentary. (laughs) Can't even say complimentary. (laughs) Complimentary thing to do. There we go. Let's get to it. Three ways. First of all, we're going to start off with music. Music and silent snacks. We're just going to bunch both of those together. If you have music earpods at a certain volume, you don't just want to just have the sound reach um, everybody at the chess tournament or everybody at the chess club. You want to have good volume music in your ears just to keep you distracted from the rest of the world. And the best music to have usually is classical music. And sometimes classical music make people feel smarter. So if you're playing classical music while playing chess, you might 
play better chess automatically. If you listen to classic music on a daily basis, this will not work because you're already used to it. But for some reason, it makes us normal people feel like we can take control of the world if we're listening to Claire de Luna or or um, the Bossy or. Dang, I can't name some more right now, even though I listen to classical music all the time. Nope, it's, it's not going to work. Maybe in the future episodes. Um, Let me see. Another thing, not even earplugs will work. I mean, not even uh, earphones will work, but earplugs would work too. Like those, those earplugs that you use for those construction areas, those would work too just to keep the silence and make sure that no noise will distract you from the chess game so you can be focused because that's the main goal right the main goal is to be focused on the chessboard so that you can put on the chessboard good moves until your time runs out until you get checkmate until you win that's the goal now snacks silent snacks don't <laughs> don't don't bring loud snacks you need snacks like water almonds almonds in a plastic ziploc bag something that is quiet don't bring a whole potato chip bag don't bring a can of pop things that make noise avoid them you can even bring candy maybe if you're okay with having a little bit of candy like gummies or don't don't bring Tic Tacs or Mike and Ikes. Those are too loud. Don't do that unless you're quiet with them. But for me personally, I can't be quiet with those type of candies. Chocolate, maybe that's already out of the wrapper. Anything that's already out of the wrapper that's already loose. That's good. I think you can handle that if you was at a chess tournament where you have to be quiet just nothing that is distracting all that stuff will help you stay focused on the chessboard um, and not be distracted um, trying to get the best move out on the chessboard okay next one to not be distracted focus on the chessboard put your attention on the chessboard look at the chessboard Think about several different things. Um, my wife told me while I was writing this outline that you should be focusing on your next move, which I was already going to put in there. But since she said it, it just sounds way cooler when my wife says it. If you're focusing on something else and it's not your turn and it's your opponent's turn, that is not the correct thing to do. The best thing for you to do is to stay focused on the chessboard and think about what your opponent's threats are, captures and checks are. Just keep on thinking about your opponent's move and then think about your response to your opponent's move. If you're thinking on your opponent's turn, then you're gaining free time to think instead of thinking just on your turn. So if the person that you are playing takes long to play their moves, then you have like all that time to be thinking on how to beat that opponent that is using that much time. So you could take advantage of the time that they're wasting. 
So stay concentrated. Stay focused. And um, just just pay attention. Just pay attention to your board. There's nothing else you should be paying attention to. Even if you hear sounds or a baby crying or something that should not be happening, that is unknown. Just stare at the board and think. And you might be asking H1, what do I think about? There is a plethora of things to think about during a chess game. You should keep on understanding the position. Asking yourself questions like, how can I better my position? What is my worst piece? What are my opponent's weaknesses? And if none, how can I cause some problems? And etc. Of things to think about during a chess game. Just keep on asking yourself questions. Whoever understands position more will win the game. Now, if all else fails and your opponent is being abruptly, uh, is being just rude and a jerk all of a sudden, and they have the potato chip bag out and you tell them to put up the potato chip bag and you're like, hey, that's too loud. You cannot do that. And then they're like, shut up, nerd or something. I don't know. You can call the tournament director. You can call the tournament director and tell that tournament director what your opponent is doing and explain your reasoning on how it's distracting. And then they will handle better. They will handle their problem. That's what the tournament director is for, to handle problems like that. Don't be bullied on the chessboard. Y'all both have the same goal. It's to win a chess game, right? If your opponent is doing something distracting and they're being rude, then they should lose a chance to play that chess game and you should automatically get that win. Especially if your opponent keeps on persisting on distracting you on purpose. I understand if it's accidental, but if it's on purpose, you need to get the tournament director to handle them and to kick them out. I never had this experience before of, uh, of um, using a tournament director like this, and I probably should have. I probably had multiple experiences where I could have used a tournament director to be like, hey, they're doing they're doing this and they keep on doing that. This is super annoying. But I did it. So I would use the people that are in charge to help you not be distracted if it keeps on persisting. And I know you adults is like, I don't deal with this problem. I'm outgoing. <laughs> Nobody's just going to do that to me. I, I guess it's mainly talking about the kids. I don't know. It can happen to some adults, too. Some adults don't know the rules. But you can use the tournament director to be like, hey, this is distracting. Um, What can we do about it? And the top grandmasters have did this before on um, other grandmasters that were distracting or what they did. Because you would be surprised once you go to, like, multiple chess tournaments, how people live life you know it, it could be super annoying how people live life I didn't know that door was open ah oh, crap anyway yeah that's that's all I have for that for that moment yeah let's let's get to the next part yeah 
Hey, this is H1. That was the end. Um, What's some things that I got to say? Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Hopefully you can use these uh, instructional tips for your next chess game or for your next chess tournament. You never know. I don't know where you live. I don't know how how you live or what you be doing nowadays. But if you're at a chess tournament or if you're going to going to be attending one, you can use these tips and you can win some games by H1. You know, and I just want to say that I do want to continue this discussion with an experience of mine, probably on the episode after the next one. We'll see. Uh, I, I want to be all flexible with it, but I do have an experience which is kind of entertaining that all these distractions that I talked about in this episode, I had to experience in one day in an hour long tournament. It's pretty absurd. So I can't wait for that. It's it's going to be very exciting. And it just makes me happy just thinking, thinking about it. But um, thank you for listening. I appreciate every single last one of you. If you like the podcast, if you like these episodes, um, please follow and make a good review. You can contact me on um, H1 Chess on my Instagram. You can DM me. I will answer all of you. I have been answering every single person that have been texting me. So trust me, I, I will answer you, especially if you have like legitimate questions um, about chess. I will give my best answer from my own experience. But anyway, thank you for being here. I welcome you back for some more chess knowledge. Peace.